the kids are growing up and it's the parents having growing pains. That's our nest this week. Welcome. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Never the Empty Nest, Season 5. And we're talking about our little birds getting bigger and bigger, our kiddos growing up, and how that hurts, and it's ouchy. So we're going to be talking about that today. Also, hi, I'm Vanessa, and we have our, our two other nesters here. Yes, hello, I'm Nicole. And I'm Jackie. So I'm going to start with a quote about what our episode is about, and then I think we can talk about where we are right now. But um. So I came across this and I think it's something that is relevant to what we're saying. So uh, it's kind of sad. I'm like in this state of like yesterday I cried. But anyway, we'll talk about that in detail. It will be gone before you know it. The fingerprints on the wall appear higher and higher. Then suddenly they disappear. That's Dorothy Evslin. That little image of the fingerprints and then just like it's just it's just... People talk about this and then it happens to you and you're like, oh, wow, this is a very intense and real feeling. But like how this all started, how this moment started of like, oh, my God, the kids are growing up. And this particular episode, Ignacio and I started talking about potentially buying a little bed for Marina, like so that she has a little bed because we have these two beds and like we're all, you know, we're the, the, the family of family bed and co-sleepers and whatever. And eventually... They're going to have to have their own beds. And the thought of getting her a bed and that then we were like, I was like, oh, my God. And I was in the car and I just like literally started crying. And I was like, oh, my God, I am having a breakdown about them growing up. I'm having a meltdown. And I was in the car next. Look, it's happening again. I And I was in the car next to Iggs and Iggs was like, oh, boy. And he was like, do you want to go to lunch? And I was like, is this an empty nest? And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, but as your kids are, kids are so young, yeah, you're going through this like very early. Because even when I start to look <laughs> stuff up to see what other people had to say about it, because there's it's a, a thing fear. where people, it's literally like a they're fear. talking about like grown up kids going to college. And I like, know. I mean, I know. Uh, I just Vanessa's like, my kid's three and growing up. Yes, I just had like a. I had a. I don't know because I but feel. I, I feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am so grateful. These are like magical moments. Like these are, I feel the magic of these, this age and like how close they are to us. And like, I'm just like, how do you continue to keep that and also let them have independent spirits and independent wills and independent everything and like be the people they need to be and all of that, you know, it's like this, this counter that happens inside of you as a parent because you're like, stay right here and go be you. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do those two things? And then 
like obviously i'm not gonna have an empty nest for a very long time thank god we're never gonna have empty nests because we're cubans that's the whole point of the show but like <laughs> no that's the whole point no, but like, it's our a whole transition point, but, it's it's yeah. it's as someone said in one of their quotes that i was reading is like transformational right it's like it, it becomes something else you know and and the childhood and innocence and that that phase fades like in this article i was reading it's called like the volcano of love that is constantly mm. erupting in your home when your kids yeah. adoration and at that young innocent age is so intense and when that starts to dissolve which is just a part of life not that they're not going to love you but that you know you know what i mean it was what you were talking about like when they're yeah. so little and so just like you know that's that's really hard you know the more i read about it the more parents are like it's so hard it's so painful but it's also beautiful to watch because as you see them succeed and the choices they make and who they become is also really exciting. So you're caught in this like beautiful memories of the past and and hopeful for their future. And so it's very complex, obviously. Yeah. But I just think it's really early on to be feeling. I don't get those fits of like, oh, my God, like when you know when you're online or on social media and everyone's like, happy birthday to my daughter stop growing up and i just never understood those lines mm -hmm. people say that all the time and i'm like i don't think that's a good thing to say in my brain like i wouldn't think of it that way but i get it but i, I don't want them to I, stop I growing up i don't want them to stop growing up that's what i'm saying like no, i, I want that. them to thrive and grow and be like you know the five-year-olds 11-year-olds 15-year-olds 20-year-olds 30-year-olds 40-year-olds right. that you know they need to be and that are them but like you know, there's there's a moment and I do yeah. think that this like for me, I think something else that's happening emotionally is because the work that I'm doing right now and the research that I'm doing right now, I'm not going to say the project, but it, it revolves around these Pedro Pan kids, which we've talked about it before mm. on the show, which is essentially, you know, the largest exodus of unaccompanied youth in the Western Hemisphere. So kids that were put on a plane at my kid's age by themselves and sent to another country from Cuba because the revolution was happening. They get on a plane and then some of them never see their parents again. The thought was that they were going to reunite right away. And then what ended up happening was history. The Bay of Pigs and Castro closed the borders and the parents couldn't get out. So the kids ended up getting out and the parents couldn't get out. And so, you know, the minutes that they thought that they were minutes is an exaggeration, but like the month that they thought they were going to be away from each other ended up being three years for some, ended up being forever for others. A lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very sad. The thought, mm -hmm. and it's called Pedro Pan. And so the thought of like these kids who are immediately forced to lose their, their innocence and at the same time forever children in a way, because sometimes it's like that break without your parent, you know, this, this idea of, of the Pedro Pan, of a Peter Pan, just that entire thought in my mind at the same time as watching my kids grow and me being with them and me watching them do this, you know, all of those decisions that those parents were making. I think mm -hmm. that those two things together right now is like, obviously my personal emotional moment of like, my, oh my God, my kids are going up. Yes. But also I think this added layer of what of these kids that had to grow up that's every single day in my brain and these interviews and this, you know, this is like messing me up, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I don't even know that trauma, that that insane trauma. I don't I don't know how Pedro Pan, Peter Pan, mm -hmm. kids. I mean, they're scarred for life, and the parents. I mean, as a parent, I think of this a lot. I even think about like to get real dark. Sorry for a second, like Holocaust when yeah. they're separated. You know, the moms 
and the children, you know, if it's a boy, mm-hmm. they take it. I mean, like, how? And I think about that. When you become a parent, you just think of those things and you're just like, how, how, how? How do you deal with that? So, I mean, I understand that that obviously is affecting your, yeah. you know, you watching your, your children. Yeah. Yes, definitely, Ivana. That project uh, has, I guess, accentuated all these feelings, but the feelings are there. And it's also a sign of awareness. When you're not aware, talking about being a parent now, it translates into everything, right? But when you're really aware of your moment in life, you're vulnerable to all these feelings because you're so in the moment with your children and the age that they are and where they've been, where they are, where they're going. Awareness is painful. Yeah. And so sometimes we try to avoid it, but it's the fear of the unknown as a parent, because that's obviously the proverbial, oh my God, am I going to have an empty nest? What am I going to do with my life? Actually, you're trying to live an unprepared future because you're not there yet. You haven't gone through all that you need to go through. And at the end of the day, when it's time, you're prepared. I think the thing that you just said right now about being so intensely in the moment, I probably haven't been so intensely in the moment in my life as now, as like in this particular, see, I'm going to cry again. I'm having a freaking problem. It's okay. It's a moment. It's okay. Cry. And it's just like, it's just, you feel every single thing and you're like, wow, this is amazing. You know, like, do you think it's something going on with you two that subconsciously that you know like in this article i read remember mm-hmm. we were talking about mm-hmm. it like the um, well that's why the pain of watching your kids grow up is like is it an echo it's, of one's own pain of losing your your own childhood and is are we all in exile you know what i mean that whole idea well this is why i brought up like, the peter pans because i think that them together with what's like what i am feeling with my own kids i think together it's like stirring me you know but um but like mm-hmm. you know taika he's like such and this is why like i do the it's interesting how the girls that we have the women that we're raising they're pretty tough they're like super freaking tough you know and um taika's like i go to sleep and i'm like cuddling with him and he's like mommy when you wake up in the morning and you wake me up make sure that you're cuddling with me when i wake up and I'm like, okay. Joaquim says the same thing to me too. <laughs> and he's like, and can you put your cheek to my cheek? And then you say, good morning, Aww. Taika. And I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> like literally, I'm just so like tender, you know? And um, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm doing that. And then I'm like, Marina, come. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Jesus. Um, But she's, you know, she also is doing her own thing and she's hilarious. You know, she's like, yeah. Yesterday, in this, like, talking about all of these big things, I started to talk to Ignacio about it. And she goes, no, no, mommy, no talk. No, 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 no talk. No, no talk. No talk, papi. No. Like, she was, she thought I was yelling at him, which I wasn't. I'm just like, you know how I talk with my hands. And uh, my kids do the same with me. I'm like, we're Cuban. We're just talking to each other. We're not fighting. They're like, stop quarreling. They love to say that word. (laughs) That's I find it so funny. Isn't yeah. that funny? That's such teacher I talk. I think both of you, and Vane is, is closer to that because Nikki's kids are a little older. But you know, babyhood that is so intense and you're exhausted yeah. from 
taking physical care of them all the time. So you don't have much space, but now they're, they're becoming little independent beings and there's, there's more space for you to think. Mm -hmm. And they're also becoming little people. And so you have more time and you can be more aware of all that stuff that Vana is describing because when they're babies, you're, you're on all the time. You're on adrenaline. You're, and when you have two, you're with one and then you roll into the other one. And then Vana, you were consumed by M Marina's I was situation. So she was immersed in all of that. And all of a sudden, poof, the child speaks. <laughs> they're little people. And now, oh. yeah, they're both in school. Plus, you've spent, both of you, beautiful summers, mm -hmm. very close to the kids. Like, really, very, very close, the, 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 your little nest. And so this is why also Joaquim, who's so sensitive, is having a hard time, I think, you well, know, yeah, he... letting go. And it's all about their personality, like, like yeah. you guys said. Isn't it amazing? Just the it's difference of personality between children is amazing to mm -hmm. me. But Under the same at, roof. I had two girls, so I had, I couldn't compare. But you have two boys mm -hmm. and two mm -hmm. girls, so you can you can see the differences. Yeah, yeah. and it's girls amazing. Are powerful. You know, Joaquim is like, I just want to be home, playing with my toys and being with my family. <laughs> and he that that you know, and, and that's all he was saying last well, night. Other than the, I'm just Joaquim. Um, it broke my heart, but it's like, but it's so hard. It's that thing of like growing up is hard to do and you have to tell them it's like that little push. He needs to be, he needs a little nudge yeah. because, you know, but it, that, it's that fine line of the nudge and like being nurturing, but not too, because he has to like know failure and, and fear and, yeah. you know, th that's a part of life and you just have to deal with it, you know, but how do you not like... Mom wants to it, say it's something. A fine line. Mom wants to say something, and then after I want to say the thing that I put a pin in earlier about programming because it has to do with what oh. you said, Mom, about like being having time to process. Go. I follow a comedian. His name is Sebastian. I think he's hilarious. I I love comedy, and I love just that kind of comedy that's so funny and raw and whatever. And so they're Italian, right? And so he says, you know, these people trying to find themselves, they go away. My father tells me, I tell my father, I want to find myself. I said, you're here. You're under, you're with me. I found you. You have to go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like don't be too, you don't have to get so philosophical. And uh... yeah, you know, there's a beauty to that too. Yeah, um, to the simplicity. Uh, to the simplicity of yeah. you're here with me. You need to go anywhere. You don't even have a job. <laughs> I found you already. You're here in my roof. No sé qué, no sé cuánto. You know, so it's cultural too. It's how we're raised. There's no wrong or right. It's just how you're raised will obviously have an effect on your sensitivities and your intensity and all of that in whatever else you're going to do. The thing that I was like, the thing about having a little bit more time to analyze the moment versus like babyhood and being freaked out about like a delay, like a speech delay, like Marina's. So anyway, this moment I'm watching because then I, I think this also has to do with what you're saying, because it has to do with 
our feeling of our responsibility and seeing what our role is in programming these people because part of us is programming mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. as parents and then they are their own beings that are also you know sentient now this all this ai talk is like in my vocabulary wonderful but anyway taika thinks a very certain way and i can see like how i i like just called the music teacher yesterday because i can see how his like math and music thing is doing something in his head but so the other day we're watching chip and dale and chip and dale had an episode it's like they're doing this old school chip and dale and they're a little bit weird and scary like the way cartoons used to be scary like they're going back to mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is intense and so chip and dale die they they don't die they we think they die but they get rolled over by like a paintbrush that's like um white in the street that paints the street so they end up looking like ghosts and then this dog the dog the like bulldog cartoon sees them and he's like oh, they're dead and he dies of a heart attack and the way that they represent that in the show is they have like the uh, echocardiogram line tuk -a -tuk -a -tuk -a, and then a flat line mm -hmm. and then the dog goes boom you know and he falls over and eventually that's he comes lot. back to life right but listen to this so then i'm like oh that's intense i thought i was playing chippendale and this is like a lot but i was like okay we'll watch something else but you know that already happened like that's it it's there so the next day taika's like mommy can you come with me to the bathroom and i'm like you know in this independence mode where i'm like i think a five and a half year old and you can in our own house right, let me clarify in our own house not yes, yes, out course. there and i was like i think you know you're five and a half and you can go to he's like no it's that i have the dog in the front of my brain i see the dog <laughs> in the front of my brain can you please come to the bathroom with me i'm like oh Aww. okay yeah. so i was like okay what are you seeing? He's like, right in the front. And he would put his little hand, like, right, like where his third eye, he's like, right in the front of my brain. It keeps appearing, the dog, that I think something happened to his heart when he died. And he went, boom. And he showed me, he was like, when he went, thump. Yeah. And he's like, and I just keep seeing it in the front of my brain. And I was like, okay, well, sometimes when you have those thoughts and, you know, you, you want to push them out, first we have to understand them. And he's like, what is the line? He kept, and he was like, I explained to him what an echocardiogram was and that shows the beating of your heart. And then, he, so when it is flat, he died. And I'm like, yes, but he came back later because it's a cartoon and it's interpretation of a cartoon. We went through this entire conversation and then we went through a conversation of, so he's like, and then I see Chip and Dale and they are white. Then they are in my head and they are in the front of my head. Okay, so he's literally telling me like what's happening to him. You know, like how he sees the flashes of the things that are bothering him. And also mm -hmm. he's trying to figure it out. I love how children explain yes. things. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, do you not want to think about it anymore? And he's like, no, I want, like, he didn't want to think about the dog anymore. He wanted to understand it. He, he's so, like telling me all this. I'm just like fascinated. So he's, he wanted to understand it and he wanted it to go away at the same time. So I explained it to him so he could understand it. And then he, I was like, you have to. You have to think of different thoughts to get these thoughts out of your mind when you don't want them there. And he, how do I do that? And I'm like, well, like right now we're talking, maybe we can think about going for a bike ride later and that'll help. He's like, okay, right now I am looking at the green soap. I am thinking about the green soap because there was green soap behind me. He's like, okay, now I see, now I see the dog and now I see green soap. And now I see Chippendale and now I see green soap. And now I'm seeing you and talking to you. And I was like, great, is that good? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So then the whole day he went through this thing 
of like, here's what I'm seeing in my head. And it would increase like, and he's like, mommy, mommy, now I only see the dog. And then I see this and this and this. And he said all these other like good things. And then <laughs> that's, great. isn't that amazing that he like self, like he, he like taught himself how to try to, to get it out of his head and, and concentrate on other but things. But we're like a massive part of these, like this entire thing. Oh Yeah. Like how to cope, how to cope with how things. to grow up, yeah. how to deal with all these things. How it's a lot of pressure on us, but it's also, but it's like also their amazing. minds are amazing. They're so yeah. there. And I was like, Taika, please always and forever. You tell me anything, nothing you can tell me. I can't handle you. Tell me everything and anything in the entire world. Like, so I'm just like, the point is that now, because we're having conversations, that was a very long way to say, that's a very different thing than like having a, you know, baby beating on your heart because their heart has to keep beating. And like, they're like, you know, like you're just like keeping them alive. And like, that's a very different moment than this moment where you're like actually analyzing the growth and like also being completely 100% present. That space, I think, is interesting what you're talking about, mom, like the space that you have now to actually see what's happening. I think that's part of it. Remember, Sebastian, you can always say, what do you mean you have to find yourself? You're right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to keep it light. You got to keep it light with them because they get <laughs> they get super heavy. Guys, just so you know, in his brain, he says that Papan and God, like Papan and God are kind of the same thing for Taika. Mm -hmm. So he tells me all the time, he's like, you know, when Papan made Tails, like when Papan created that, <laughs> that character and when that's I know. And when Papan made it's so sweet. When Papan made these people and he gave them legs, I'm like, oh my god. And he just thinks that's so sweet. Yeah. That age, like because they're very similar in age, uh, Joaquim yeah. and Taika. I love that they talk about it because not every kid. At least thank God that Joaquim talks to me because to me that's the most important thing. Like you have to tell me what you're feeling. And even last night in like the drama and like oh my god, what do I do? I'm like in the back of my head, I'm like, thank God he's able to tell me this and like you know mm -hmm. spill it out because then i feel like he feels comfortable in like talking about it with me but um it's interesting how like that age they start to understand death but they have their own vision of it and it's so beautiful to have them like talk about what how they perceive it it's just really interesting because lily sees it a little differently and she's older mm -hmm. so i wonder if that's like a i guess it's probably an age thing but anyways yeah i digress um you know in the articles reading they also talk about um how it's also hard for us when they start to grow up because you lose a sense of purpose in a way. And I really connected to that too. I think especially for me, because I've been at home with them, like literally since they were born in my brain, I'm like, okay, I mean, they're still young. So I'm still here all the time. As you know, when they're little, they're very dependent, but they're at school. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with myself? And I'm like, who am I? And it's it's scary. I, at least for me, like I I connected to that part of the article. Why don't you say the like, the name of the you 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 found it in the uh, Guardian? Yes, I'm about to. Sorry, because I've said it. I've said it. Referenced it like a couple times. Yeah, it's the name of the article is "Why I Struggle with My Children Growing Up" by Tim Lott at the Guardian. Now, basically, he has like an 18 year old and 20 year old mm -hmm. who have uh, he says something like step has have left through the door or whatever it's like that like they're gone yeah but he still has an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old but the 11-year-old is already like 
went from like playground to now like homework and hockey practice. And so he was like, I'm still holding on <laughs> to the, the eight year old, but even that is slowly getting, mm -hmm. you know, it's changing and it's scary. So that's, that's who I was talking, you know, he, he was talking about how like, how it can be possibly your pain of losing your own childhood and innocence and how it's connected. I thought that was really interesting, but also the whole like losing your sense of purpose for me, that was, I really feel that. I think it's a lot that, of that things. That's part of it. It's a lot of things, but yeah. I also feel like there's so much to go and that's amazing. I'm like, every yeah. day is an adventure and I am like deeply grateful. I think the other thing that happens to me is that like, and again, I think this is because like my brain is in this Pedro Pan thing. It, the fragility of all this beauty is like, oh, you have to protect it at all costs. And like, that's the thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And like the the more they grow, the less control you have over the protective, like the, yes. the wingspan, you know what I mean? So um, that's also interesting. See, that's what I worry about is like more like they get older, they get farther away. There's more things that are like not safe and they're in danger and they're not with me. Like mom says, like, you know, you're going to wish they're still like under your skirt whenever you're like yeah. going a little nuts, pulling your hairs out because they're so little and it's overwhelming. I always think like, oh God. But see, that's the problem. Then I'm thinking of the future again. Yeah. So like for me, it's like, we really need to like train our brains to just live in the moment because yeah. this moment is beautiful as as hard as it is. And the next, mo like Lily starting Girl Scouts. That's amazing. Like, never, She's like, such that a Girl Scout. That was not a thing. She is such a Girl Scout. She's going to be like super into it because they, you know, they're all about nature yeah. and, and preserving it and, and camping and also like there's like an inventor badge yeah. and like there's all these kinds of things that, she by the way she, we have to do a camping trip in may and i'm like <laughs> but i'm like no i will go with her but it reminds me of troop beverly hills yeah that's hilarious um, why don't we um beverly hills, i think we can have some wrap-up thoughts and then i'll end with a yeah. quote as well that i have which is very interesting having chosen it after the conversation and where it led so uh mom you wanna you wanna take us out here yeah what I experienced, and I think that you guys are experiencing it, the feeling, you know, what's going to be my role? What am I going to be? You, you, you don't know because you're not there. You are you today, and this is your role. And the more aware you are of where you're at, the more vulnerable you'll feel, which is what Vaughn is feeling, Nikki, some of the things that, that you feel. And, and that's never going to change. And... You know, we lost Papang two years ago, and sometimes I go down memory lane at times in my life that was so good. You know, he was alive. Mama was fine. The whole nest was intact, and we could go to Disney World, and, and sometimes I even go, I do this often, to where I grew up, which is Little Havana, you know, 3rd Street, 2nd Street. And the little apartments that we lived and everything was so whole there. And I truly enjoyed it. And as I enjoyed the both of you in much the way that you're describing and it hurts just because you enjoy it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt because you become aware, you become vulnerable and you allow yourself to feel those feelings. Everybody's there uh, and just be present and enjoy, like you guys did, your summers with the kids. I enjoyed, 
I have to say enjoyed. It's a strange word, but, uh, you know, my mom and I just had COVID. <laughs> Fun times. My mom has it. She's still positive. I'm negative. But then I was with her all the time. So I was, I've been able to spend about a week with her day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out next to her. And I said, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, the thoughts that went through my head. Oh, my God, I can't believe I have to do this now. Like, I feel sick. I have COVID. Hello. And then I, have, I started having the pity party, right, in my head. And I have to take care of my mom. And then all of a sudden, you know, something snapped in a good way in my head. I said, wait a moment. Slow down. Just enjoy it. It's just, it was just the two of us in that apartment. Just the two of us. Day in and day out. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. And we were able to just be with, with each other in such ways that I will never forget. You know, the feeling will never go away. And I know that one day I'm going to wish. That you were with your mom in COVID in an that apartment. you had that moment. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say, and I'll, this is my, my wrap-up realization of the, of the moment, is that there are literally two places in which I feel 100% in the present moment. And it is motherhood and writing. Like in those two moments when I'm doing those two things, when I'm like literally in the act of like mothering my kids and when I am writing, I feel completely present. And something happens to you emotionally in those moments. But I actually think that the parts that when you disconnect and jump a little bit to the future are the, the come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Cause it's like, it's almost like your body does that as a protective measure even. Cause you're like a raw nerve when you're really like in a thing, you know what I mean? Like you're like a pure yeah, emotional raw nerve and you're like, Oh, what if I go over there? It's like, no, 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 just, just be here. Just be in this thing. Just be here. So me, who I am for sure a futurist in so many things, in those two, and I think is where I feel the most, it's interesting. Nigga, do you have a wrap-up before I give my final quote? I mean, it's all a lot of the same stuff. I mean, I I have to work a, in general. Me, I'm constantly, this is like my thing. I just think of the whole and I get very overwhelmed and I think future and what's going to happen. But I do feel very in the moment all the time with my kids because I literally am and have to but i <laughs> so but the thing is is that lately i'm like thinking of a lot of other things because they're not he literally with me all the time because they're both in school so it's interesting because now i'm left with like how mom was like you're left with your own thoughts more when they're not around you 24 7 i mean for me it's i'm having a whole other thing of like i think we've switched not roles feeling you're feeling i think we've switched roles and you have become the worrier in lately because you're like and i'm the the emotional <laughs> yeah i am a big warrior now and it's i lose sleep over it and i'm, I'm trying to work that through that because i i worry about my kids all the time all yeah, the time that's like change, that's though. mostly what i worry about but then now that i'm having this whole like self-reflection thing of like who am i what am i doing what do i know how to do i'm a dinosaur in the work world I, it's a whole thing like what am i supposed to do with my life I'm not where you are right now, although we always on and off feel that as parents, like, oh, my God, especially like when you look at old photos, you know, like, oh, my God, they were that little. And how does the time go so quickly? So I think that's what kind of you're like, oh, my God, she's good. Like Lily's going to blink and not be at her school anymore and be at, 
you know, junior high. Like yeah. she's got three I'm, more years in the school. It's insane to That's me. another thing. I think the switching of teachers and everything. But I'm going to end with a quote, okay? Here we go. Yeah. So here's yeah. what I chose to end with. And I think it's telling because <laughs> it's from Peter Pan. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I don't want to grow yeah. up. You know that place between sleep and awake, that place where you can still remember dreaming. That's where I'll always love you. That's where I'll be waiting. Mm. A lot of interesting things there. So that's our show for today. Makes me cry. Join us next time on Never the Empty Nest. (sighs) Bye. All of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to depart.